All right, you guys, welcome back to episode three of Shut Up and Talk. I'm Jess. I'm Alex. And today we're going to be covering various topics that were recommended by you guys on our Instagram. And if you're not already following our Instagram, it is S period U period T period pod. <laughs> we haven't gotten our verification rights to change our name yet. Yeah, it's fine, but go follow and then you can recommend a topic for us to talk about next week. So first on our list of topics today is jobs we have worked and just fun little stories from all our times working customer service, retail, food industry, etc. So Alex, what oh jobs have you worked? Uh, the longest job I've ever had was being a lifeguard. I was a lifeguard from for like four or five years. And then I worked for Brugger's Bagels. Mm-hmm. And then I worked at my first retail job, J. Crew. And if you don't know that, we sell overpriced cashmere sweaters. <laughs> Literally. And the last job I had was working at Bed Bath & Beyond. And that movie, Click, gives you a lot, a lot of false, like, predispositions about the job. I thought I was going to go into, like, the Beyond section and find some crazy scientist in the back with a remote. I didn't get that. No remotes, just a lot of Karens. A lot. A lot of Karens, like, age to 80. Oh, or God. The best ones are when you need help and then they don't even ask for you they just stare you down and then they do like a waving thing like at serving jobs they'll go waitress waitress and with their hands in the air waving you down I'm like oh my god I will be over when I come over (laughs) also I told you my name at the beginning don't call me waitress (laughs) wait okay wait now tell me your jobs so those are the ones I've had so far so what's yours Okay, so when when I was 15, I got my first job at Max and Irma's, and I have worked there for seven years. So like, obviously, I'm in college in Ohio, but when I go back to my hometown, I pick up shifts and I work there still. So yeah, I've been there for a very long time. I started as a hostess, then did carry out, then worked in the kitchen, then did serving, and then got trained on bartending too. So I've kind of done like everything possible to do there. But so once I came to Ohio, I got a job at admissions for Akron doing like tours and stuff like that. And then I got my job at Starbucks and Polsky. And then I got a serving job at a bar in Stowe. I remember last time we talked about like, you talked about Starbucks, I think it was like in our first episode, you were saying how crazy people would like throw things at you or you had crazy event like crazy encounters where you had to call the police did you have any of those with um like Max and Irma's or your other bartending job so Max and Irma's was very much like a family restaurant and it was like a corporate chain so there were so many like things in place that like prevent that from happening but um the one and only crazy story I can think about from Max and Irma's So like really at like corporate chains like that, it's usually not the customers that are crazy because, you know, it's like a family restaurant, but the workers are a whole different story. So like, yeah. Oh, actually. Okay. I'm, it's all coming back to me now. I'm starting to think of some more, (laughs) but, um, one crazy employee, because I don't even, it makes no sense. Like it's a family restaurant, whatever, but our managers just would hire the most outrageous people that you take one look and you're like, they, you really, 
Like, really? You think they're going to be a good fit? Okay. All right. But so this one, he was a dishwasher for us. And mm-hmm. one day he just lost his shit and starts screaming at our manager. Like they end up going into like the front of the restaurant where all the customers are like listening and full blown screaming. He's like cussing the manager out saying like, I'm not leaving. I'm not going anywhere while the manager's like, get out of the restaurant. Like you're fired, get out. And he's like, you're going to have to force me out of here. Like drag me out of here. I'm not leaving. It was crazy. And then he like threatened to come back and like shoot up the place. And so I remember (laughs) at the time I was a little hostess still. And I remember our manager taped the number for like the Mill Creek police to the host stand. And she was like, if you see this man like walking up, trying to come back to the restaurant, I'm going to teach you how to lock the doors. I'm going to post this number here, like call the cops. So that was like one crazy thing was like this dishwasher just like lost his shit one day and was like going to kill us all. Oh my God. But yeah, yeah, that was a weird one. The other one that I, I thought of before um, the other story about my manager was I just remember when we were hosting and that was when I was like 15, 16, you're not allowed to be a server or anything that young. Mm-hmm. So I was just the hostess and one of our jobs for closing was to clean the bathrooms and I rem- that job was just horrible in general because you had to do the men's bathroom too, even if you were a girl. And I remember like a couple times knocking on the men's restroom and like cracking it open and being like, maintenance, like I'm coming in to clean. Like, is anyone in here? And there were multiple times that men would be in there and go, yeah, I'm in here, but you can come in. I was like, um, that's okay. I think I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> be in the bathroom where I'm doing my business and then no No. there were also sometimes I would like do my little thing like maintenance can I come in is anyone in here blah blah blah. and I'd open it Mm. and go in and start cleaning and then realize like someone was in the stall I was like why didn't you say anything and I'd like run out oh my god yeah that's sick so weird like say something (laughs) see something say something (laughs) literally Oh my God. Why are people so weird? Like, yeah, just come on in. I'm doing my biz, but let the little 16 year old come in and start cleaning. That's that's weird. I know. And kind of going off of that, of men being fucking weird. One time (laughs) I had to clean it at the end of the night and someone took a shit in the urinals. Ew! What? Ew! Ew! Who would do that? Why? Why would you do that? There's toilets available. I don't understand. At that point, I would just, I would just burn the whole place. I wouldn't even, don't touch it. Literally, I was like, minimum wage. Really? This is my job. I did not sign up for this. Ew. I'm pretty sure someone took a shit just in the middle of the floor one time too, in the bathroom. I don't get it. You know, like, no decorum whatsoever. Like, were you raised in a cave? Literally, like, you should not be allowed in public. <laughs> it's definitely some, like, dumbass 13-year-olds that are like, bro, I'll pay you 20 bucks if you shit in the urinal. And they're like, yeah, dude. I'm that totally makes sense. Do it. Yeah, that's my theory. I'm like, it's, it has to be. No makes one's sense. that dumb. Ugh. Well. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, I've had my fair share of dumb people. What's a nicer way to say it? (laughs) A unique little flower. Yep, that's what it is. A unique little flower. Oh, God. Oh, so weird. I have no idea. Oh, my gosh. No, when you said the 13-year-olds, that reminded me when I was a lifeguard and I was the same age. I was like 15, 16. Mm -hmm. And every summer, we would have... Um, camps. So like the like YMCA camp would come and they would terrorize us for four hours and then leave oh. and then we're all like shaking up. So, you know, we would have all of the lifeguards at every pool. We would have two different slides and we had a kiddie pool and then we had a baby pool that was kind of like closed off because the kids were old enough, you know, to not be in there because it's yeah. like three inches or something. So I remember the one time in these kids, again, have no parental supervision. The camp counselors normally are not allowed to go in to the locker rooms with them unless they're in, like, pairs. Okay. And these kids would trash the locker rooms, like, throw paper towels everywhere. It was the grossest thing ever. I mean, I get it. They're little, and they're, like, they don't fully understand, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, then my favorite camp awful. came. It's called Camp Sue. And it's a camp for special needs kids. And it was my favorite camp ever because they were always so excited. Aww. And there was this kid, there was this guy, I don't remember his name, but he wanted to be a lifeguard so bad. So our boss got him his own fanny pack, his whistle, like everything. It, the only thing he couldn't do was sit in the lifeguard chairs. So he would follow you around. He would, you'd be like, yell at that kid. And then he would blow his whistle. Then he'd yell at the kid, like, don't do that, you know? Oh, or it was, just, it was so stupid stinking cute and he would just watch you and he wanted to be a lifeguard so bad so he had his glasses fanny pack and just stand at the lifeguard chairs yelling at kids and I think that was like the highlight of his days because he got to yell at them and we told him to or what was something else they did oh we had a twisty slide and I you would sit at the top so it'd be lifeguard at the top and the one at the bottom and then you would kind of like watched you know to see when you can send next kids down and everything and this was still during camp too so this one girl comes all the way up and I have my let you know my towel my water bottle everything she picks up my water bottle and she goes is this yours I was like yep throws it down the slide I go I wasn't gonna drink it anyways go ahead so she threw my water bottle down and I go and I'm trying to signal to the lifeguard at the bottom like that's mine I got it eventually but I was like it's only 100 degrees today. I don't need it. It reminds me of She's kids like, that, like, hold a glass of water and then they start to, like, turn it. Like, they're going to pour it and you're like, don't, don't. And as you're saying don't, they just keep going until it's, like, spilling. Kids are mean. Like, the little oh YMCA campers. They're mean. Dude, oh, this, S-O-B's. like. Yeah. This isn't, like a job job but this actually kind of applies because I would babysit also like in the summers and stuff while I'm like a server and whatever I'd babysit on the side I babysat the most devil children ever (laughs) literally okay the one was like it was like 10 year old boy or like 11 years old like the worst possible age for a boy And then the girl was like this little sweetie pie. She was like three years old, super cute. Just wanted to watch Disney and like be happy. I, I didn't know them at all. Like I had posted on this website for people in my area, if they needed a babysitter, this mom replied. So like, this was my first time meeting them, my first time babysitting for them. And within like 
the first 10 minutes of the mom being gone, the little boy started screaming, porn, porn, porn in front of the little girl. And I was like, you need to stop that right now. Do not say that word. That's a bad word. And he goes, okay, Hitler. <gasps> oh. Hitler. oh my God, no. It was awful. And then later in the day, he like kind of toned down a little. And then he was like, can you open like this can for me? I can't get it. And I was like, oh yeah, of course, sweetie. I open his pop can, it fucking explodes on me. He shook the fucking can. Oh no. I was so mad. And I remember at one point in the day, and the most tragic part about this too, was that I had already signed up to do one 12 hour day. And then the next day I was supposed to come back for another 12 hour day. So I had already locked into another day and I was like, fuck, these kids are horrible. I don't want to do this. But I remember too, at one point, this was like halfway through the little boy took the little girl upstairs and I could hear them just whispering. And I remember Snapchatting my friend and I was like, this is it. I'm done. They're plotting to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) This is is it. This is it. It was so bad. And this mom, like, I kind of get it, but also I don't get it at all. She left me like a very intense list. She was like, they can Uh watch TV for one hour. They can be on their electronics for 30 minutes out of a fucking 12 hour day that I'm supposed to watch them. They could only watch like one hour worth of TV. I was like, holy shit, this sucks. And the first day I followed her list. I was like, yep, you only get to do this, whatever. And then once I discovered that he was a devil child, the next day when I came back, I let him go on his tablet the entire 12 hours. We literally had an unspoken agreement that he was going to be able to do whatever the fuck he wanted if he left me alone because I had already decided. I was like, (laughs) I'm never babysitting them again. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember... He went on his tablet the entire day. I think we watched the entire Harry Potter series, like every single movie. I did Whoa. not give a fuck. <laughs> and I remember I was playing toys with the little girl and I hear the mom's car get like pull into the driveway. And I look at the little boy, shuts off his tablet, throws it under the couch, comes over and starts playing toys with us. I was like, boy, you know what this is. boy, you know what's going on. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> he knows. I bet you that probably wasn't his first time doing the tablet trick either. Honestly, he probably learned that from other babysitters. He was like, you know what? If I terrorize him that first day, I'll get to do whatever I want. Because I I shut up and I sit in my little corner on my tablet and I'm not screaming Mm -hmm. Hitler at anyone. So they don't care. (laughs) Or or shaking up soda cans. I was so mad. I can't believe he did that. That's, That's mean. That's straight up mean. I know. And like, Mm -hmm. I just, I, I was not getting paid enough for that gig either. It was like less than I was making at Max and Irma's. I was like, why did I do this? There was no point. Yeah. Tutor a seven-year-old and he is the strangest. He's okay. He's not strangest. He's, he asks me the strangest questions and they come Mm -hmm. out of nowhere, like nowhere. Like the one day and get, mind you, I'm teaching him Spanish. So I'm tutoring and helping him in Spanish. And these questions are like, just so far out there. I just don't know. I don't know. So one day we're two, we're doing Spanish stuff mm-hmm. and out of nowhere he goes, Alex, I dare you to grow a beard. I go, I was like, wait, what? And he goes, I dare you to grow a beard. I'm like, I 
biologically can't do that. And he was like, he was like, then a mustache. I was like, I also can't grow that. No. And he was like, but I can. I go, yeah, one day. And he was like, okay. And then he, we continued on our journey in learning Spanish. Those are the times that I love kids though. Cause I'm like, oh, you're so weird. You're so little and strange. (laughs) I know. And that's why I love this kid so much because he's so strange. Or like the one day we were learning about animals and he goes, who do you think will win between a sperm whale and a giant squid? And I go, I, I don't know. And he was like, giant squid. And he just like, he knew the answer. And I'm like, and then I like went to challenge. I'm like, I don't know. I think a sperm whale could do it. And then he thoroughly gave me an explanation as to why the squid would win because the squid has little like talent thingies that could, you know, pierce the whale. Oh, I didn't know that. Not, I don't actually know if that's true or not. A seven year old told me this. So I might have to do some research on my own. <laughs> yeah, take that as you will. I used to teach swim lessons to like two to four. So t- like three, like tiny humans. And I would teach them baby swimming lessons. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and they were the strangest things on the planet. Like they love to suck on their big toes. What? I would turn around. Yeah. I would turn around and they would be like, I was like, put your foot down. Ew. Why are you doing that? It was the weirdest thing they would all do. Like not just one kid, a ton of them would just lift up their feet and, you know, do their business. Oh and I was gosh. like, put your foot down. Why would you suck your big toe? <laughs> I mean, I get it because they're probably like four and yeah. I don't know, but it was just still so strange. I'm like, put your foot down, spit the water out. And that was like daily, every time. Like, oh yeah. I would say that like 40 times in 30 minutes. It was exhausting. That reminds me of like, whenever I watch home videos, <laughs> I, when I was little, I had like this little beer belly. Like I had the cute little, like uh-huh. little kid beer belly. And in all the videos, I would walk around with my shirt, like pulled up and my beer belly hanging out. And then all the videos, my mom's always going, Jess, pull your shirt down. <laughs> just flaunting my little gut it's so cute hey body positivity at a young age so i live like 40 minutes from cleveland right Mm -hmm. and in cleveland we have the rock and roll hall of fame Mm -hmm. right um and anyway so one year we went when i was little like i don't know must have been like really young so like 10 or something Mm -hmm. and it was like they had have you ever been there I have not, no. (gasps) We're going. Anyways, I I love going there. We'll go, we'll go. Anyways, so they have a ton of, like, costumes um, from artists, obviously, on display. Like, either bought, gifted, donated, whatever. And so I was with my mom. I think I was, like, with my grandma or my aunt or something when Mm. I was little. And my mom's looking at what, I think it was, like, the Destiny's Child Uh suits, like, with... And I could have swore, I could have swore, I thought my mom was in Destiny's Child. I thought she was. She's Mexican. So I was like, I I thought, I don't know what in my brain was like, my mom wore that. And I was like, and then I was like, no, she didn't. I don't know why in my brain I thought my mom wore that. I thought like 
maybe something my aunt said or something. Yeah. And I, and a little 10 year old me was like, my mom wore that. My mom has a costume in the museum. Like I was like mind blown. And then it comes out. My mom was never part of that. Oh but my God. In my old brain, I was so convinced my mom was a part of Destiny's Child. And I don't know why. That's so yeah. cute. I feel like it's so easy as a child though like even if your aunt was like oh yeah one time your mom like went to a concert for destiny you know and then you're being you're like she was in a concert for destiny shot she's in destiny shot you know Mm -hmm. I feel like it's so easy yeah yeah get there in your head right I took a large like childhood detour there but we're back back. (laughs) (laughs) I've never had any experiences like that with bad management um one time I did when I worked at Brugger's, not by the manager, but by one of the other employees. Yeah. And he just belittled me because I'm sorry. Like I didn't do things at that moment. I don't know. So like he was upset with how I was talking to him. I'm like, I'm sorry, but nobody else has ever had an issue. And he made it sound like it's been a problem. Like he doesn't appreciate the way I'm talking to him. Like, Ew. um, like all of these different things. And I was like on the brink of tears. I didn't cry because I wasn't about to give anybody that power, mm-hmm. but I was really upset. And so he's like, just belittling me, like telling me all these nasty things. Like I don't work well, I have bad work ethic, all of these things. And then, well, first of all, I wasn't going to go on tattle on him. So one of the shift managers, she actually came to me and was like, what did he say to you? Yeah. And I told her everything. And she's like, um, if we ever had an issue with you we would have told you from the beginning and she was one of those people that like doesn't put up with bullshit so like good she would have called me out if it was a problem and she never did she's always ever given me was praise for my work everything mm-hmm. and then even then the store manager found out that he belittled me like that and then he like talked to him and then he was so apologetic to me he was like I'm so sorry like he was upset with me and so he took it out with you and like all these things it didn't matter I quit two days later so not because of that but because I was just like I'm done yeah bye so anyway but yeah like don't let it like don't be a jerk just because you're like in that tiny minuscule position of power don't be a jerk no one likes jerks that's probably why you're alone and miserable don't be a jerk be a team player literally that's like it makes or breaks a job your coworkers. It like does. if you have shitty coworkers, you're gonna hate your job even if it's your dream job. But if you have awesome coworkers right. and you're working at like a fucking McDonald's flipping burgers, you're gonna love your job because it's fun. Exactly. It's fun having being around people that like right. make the job worthwhile. Honestly, from all of these like bad experiences, they're not bad experiences, they're learning experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've always just wanted to be my own boss, be like, I run my own show, I run my own crap you know but like I know also I'm nice to people because honestly being mean gets you freaking nowhere that's like the biggest thing I've learned in college I think is just like learning to network with people that you aren't similar to and may not like may not even like enjoy that much like being around them but like just learning how to like communicate and befriend Mm -hmm. people that you know, are different than you. Like, it's so important just to not like catch an attitude with everyone you meet. Cause that's how literally we interact in the Mexican household. Mm. Literally like insults are flying left and right. We sound like we're yelling. We're not yelling. Mm -hmm. And then two seconds later, we're fine. That's exactly how we are here. Like 
literally yesterday was a perfect example. I was just talking to my mom, literally just talking to her, but it sounded like we could be yelling and screaming at each other. And then two seconds later, I'm like, I'm making a quesadilla. Do you want one? (sighs) And she was like, yeah, you know, like it just goes like, but that's just our culture and who we are. Like I can be yelling and screaming at you. Like even with my siblings, I get so mad at them. And then two seconds later, one of them's like, I'm going to Dunkin'. Do you want to go? I'm like, yeah. So, you know, yeah. but that's just how we are. So I take that and I try to use it because I'm like, don't take anything personal in two seconds. Exactly. Later, you'll be fine. So I'm like, don't take it so personal. You never know what they're going through either too. So mm-hmm. it's very true. I guess the Karens are going through things too, whatever. So another restaurant job that I worked was at a bar in Stowe up in Ohio and this was like the weirdest job I had ever worked because unlike Starbucks and unlike Max and Irma's, it wasn't a chain. Like there was only a couple of these bars by the name. And so there was like not the same regulations in place or like HR departments or like rules and regulations that must be followed. So basically it was like a shit show. And so like, for example, um, I remember one time we got cockroaches and they had to like bomb the building to like with chemicals to kill the cockroaches and i remember everything had to be covered in trash bags to like protect the furniture and everything the next day i go into work they're forcing us to reuse the trash bags that have all the chemicals on it because they don't want to waste them ew like that is so unhealthy if those chemicals killed cockroaches like that is not good to be touching (laughs) no and cockroaches are like really hard to kill so whatever they must have used is definitely not fda approved no and then like we're touching the trash bags and then we're like touching people's plates and then they're eating like it was girl it was seriously like the most unsanitary place and like i remember my first my first like orientation there when I got the job he was showing me the manager was showing me where the kitchen was and one of the cooks was hitting his jewel while cooking oh my god I I've never worked anywhere like that in my life it was awesome like it was so bad and it no one should have been there and I shouldn't have eaten the food but I did because it was fucking good but It was so ratchet, but I literally loved it. And like, that was like my first experience too with like real like sexual harassment in like the workplace because Max and Irma's, it's like a chain, it's a family restaurant, blah, blah. This is its own being, it's a bar, like all that stuff. So I remember the first encounter I had. Um, we had like this giant party room and they also, Uh if any like servers are listening, they didn't have like sections where it's like, oh, this is your section. You have these five tables. It was a free for all. They'd be like, you have this party of 60. I had a party of like a hundred before. Yeah. They were like, you have this party of 60. The other person has the entire dining room. Like it was just, but you made so much money because there weren't those rules that were like, you only have so many tables. No, you had everything. And so- I remember one time I had this party. I think it was like right around 50 people. It was a family event and I was the only one working it because we were always short staffed. So 
I'm like obviously running around with my head cut off. That's 50 drinks mm-hmm. that have to be given out at the same time, 50 orders that need to be taken, 50 food plates that need to be ran like crazy. And there was this guy, this old ass senile man. And Ew. he was the most outrageous customer I've had to this day. But I remember like the first time I went back there, he physically grabbed my arm and pulled me to him. And he, <gasps> I told them all my name at the beginning. He never once called me my name. He called me Brittany. He called me Sarah. He called me like a hundred different names. And it was just like, so disrespectful. Like, I know, you know, my name, like stop. He would call me any name he felt like, and he'd scream it across the room and then like pull me over to him. And so probably like after I got their drinks or something, like not that far into it, he grabs me again, pulls me over to him and goes, my wife isn't here yet. If you want to go outside with me. Ew. Yes, Alex. That's going to stop. I know. And I was like, oh, haha. Like I didn't know how to respond. And then it kept happening. He'd be like, he would literally grabbing me and be like, let's go out back. Like we can go behind the building. Like she'll never know, blah, blah. It, disgusting. It was disgusting. That's fucked up. It was ew. awful. Yeah. Ew. And ew, 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 ew. I know. And I remember his family like pulled me aside at the end. They were like, you did such a great job. We're sorry about like great uncle Joe or whatever. Like he's losing his marbles. And I was like, that's all you have to say is like, oh, sorry. He's off his meds. Like, did you hear the shit he was saying to me? Like, why are you taking him out in public? If he's going to act that way. Right. Like, you can't physically grab your server and, like, threaten to, like, do things to her behind the building. But if you take, like, a family member that's like that, at least, I don't know, tip you a little bit more. Or maybe at the beginning, say, like, hey, that particular family member is losing a couple marbles. And, again, like, I would be just be, like, I'd be so embarrassed. I would have probably just been like, hey... He's a little losing marbles, a little messed up. Try to stay away. He might, you know, say some outrageous things again, but like maybe forewarning at the beginning. But then you can't just leave and be like, oh, you know, sorry. Like, no, I would be so embarrassed if, oh God, no. Yeah. And the fact that like everyone at his table too, like never said anything when he was doing it it was only at the end like no one was like hey stop you know like leave her alone no one said that they watched him grab me they watched all the things he was saying and it happened probably like 10 to 15 times right it was not like Ew. once or twice yeah and like even towards the end I started doing like large loops trying not to like go past his table and he would scream yeah. across the room Tiffany Tiffany come here Tiffany Tiffany I was like <laughs> I'm literally until I came over, he would keep in a couple times. I just walked out. He, I let him scream. I just left, but I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And like, Oh, it was just awful. But so that was oh like my God. one of the bad experiences there. And like my first time of like, you know, the lawless land of Ew. serving. But then this other time, this was honestly like the weirdest night of my life. So we had like trivia nights on Saturdays and it was like crazy. Like all the teams came in at the same time. Like you had to take everyone's order. You still had other tables. Like it was a lot of fun. Um, and I had this one table of probably like eight people. And the guy was like obsessed with me. Like he was like an older guy. Like he was there with his kids and like his like relatives. Yeah. But he like, he was throwing money at me. Like I have never experienced this in my life. 
I would bring him like another drink and he would give me $20. He just handed it to me. And I'd be like, are you sure? Like, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take it, take it. So it keeps happening. 20, 20, 20, 20 for, for the most like stupid reasons. Like I brought him a straw he needed. Here's another 20. So weird. And then, but you know, I wasn't complaining. I was like, keep it coming, man. Right. <laughs> but at one point he literally comes up to me. He was like, Hey, we're leaving real quick. Like me and this other, we're running to the bank. Cause we need to get more money, but we'll be right back. I was like, you're going to the bank to get more money. And he was like, yeah, we'll be right back though. And like the rest of his party was still there. So I wasn't worried about them not paying. Like the group was still there. It was just these two guys that were leaving. So I was like, okay, sure enough. They go to the bank, come back. He hands me a hundred dollar bill. When he comes back, I was like, oh my God. I'm not kidding, Alex. By the end of the night, from him alone, he gave me $300. And then when what? he when he was getting up to leave, and they didn't, that was like, they didn't buy that much. Like they probably spent like a hundred bucks, but that's only like a $20 tip, you know? And yeah. So at the end of it, too, he got up and was like about to leave, came back up to me. He was like, Do you want another 20? I was like, I literally said no. I was like, no, like you seriously. I don't know yeah. what's wrong with you right now, but like, you're going to wake up tomorrow and be like, where did all my money go? Like, I've never turned down a tip, but I was like, no, you're good. Like you gave me more than enough. Like you should just, you know, keep that for your kids, college funds or something, <laughs> man. Like get your priorities straight here. Yeah. It was, yeah, that was just a random bizarre wild. story. <sighs> That's wild. It was crazy. People were, my coworkers were watching it happen and they were like, you lucky bitch. I was like, I know, guys, I don't know. I swear I'm not doing this guy any favors. Like, I don't know what is happening. This is so bizarre. I mean, I tip well, but not that well. No. Not $300 worth of tips. No, and wow. keep in mind, this is at the ratchet bar. Like, this is not high end. This is not expensive food. And yeah. Like, you know, we don't get tips like that normally. So it was like, right. It was crazy. That's really weird. This one time, I mean, from your stories, it reminded me um, when I was working at J. Crew, I got the strangest question ever. I mean, I was working there for on off three years already at this point. Yeah. And this happened, I kid you not, like last month. It was the strangest question I've ever gotten. So it was towards the end of the night. We closed at like six. Mm-hmm. And I was helping this customer out, you know, helping it. It was a gentleman and I was trying to help him find a pair of pants and then like telling him the differences and the mm-hmm. shirts and all these different things. And then he found what he wanted. I was like, all right, I'll check you out. Mm-hmm. So then we go to the cash register. I'm bringing everything out. And when he first came in, I was like, how's your day going? And he was like, not that good, you know, like bad day. And I was like, oh man. And I was like, kidding. I was like, well, I hope, you know, buying clothes is, you know, helpful or whatever. Mm-hmm. So anyways, cut to back to where we're checking out and I go are you doing anything fun tonight maybe your day you know has a bright ending and he goes well my friend opened up a strip club on the flats and I go that's exciting and like I was you know just playing with you know not playing but like trying to be enthusiastic for the customer I'm playing a part right you're trying to get himself right so I was like that's exciting and I was like where at like kidding you know like because I've been to the flats and I remember my dad told me this one building used to be a strip club but he didn't know anymore and anyways anyways 
when he was younger he thought that you know that was one and then not anymore and then mm -hmm. anyways so then i was like oh i wonder so that's what i had in back of my head was that one building he pointed yeah, out yeah. to me and he goes oh it's right next to shooters or the restaurant right there and i go it's that building like in my head oh my gosh. Like, it's that building and then all out of nowhere he goes do you want to come tonight to the strip club i go thanks but no thanks i'm just so uncomfortable i didn't know what to say i was like thank you but no oh my god yeah he asked me if i wanted to go to this french strip club <sighs> opening oh my god i thought that story was either gonna end with what you said him asking you to like go with him to the strip strip club or asking you if you needed a job and like offering to oh my god at the strip club <laughs> no imagine absolutely not no i can't no. imagine i can't hey i give kudos to those people because that takes a lot of body confidence oh yeah they make bank too <laughs> so like honestly go for it they do and then he like came back a couple weeks later and jokingly i was like how was your friend's opening and he was like it went really well and i was like this has got more awkward than I thought. Bye now. <laughs> I left. Aw, that's nice you asked to follow up though. I did because I recognized. Him. I was like, hey, I sold you a pair of pants, <laughs> which now you're returning. Oh, I shit. Really hope you didn't wear those to the, to the opening. <laughs> I know. I was like, I really hope you didn't wear those, but. Oh, God. Yeah, that was that. I, I, that was the weirdest question I've ever been asked in my life. The only other story I have, I mean, I, there's a lot more that maybe another time, but the only other one that I want to tell right now is from Starbucks again. And it was just this really bizarre experience. So you know how, um, what was it, two weeks ago, I kind of touched briefly upon how like there were a lot of homeless people that would sleep in the building that the Starbucks was in. So this mm -hmm. was one of those times that a man like came in and it was the weirdest encounter I've ever had with like one of the homeless people down there because he walked into the Starbucks, like asked if we did like gift cards or something. And I was like, yeah, we do gift cards. You just have to like, you know, you like pay with your credit card, I'll load the money on the card. And then like, he was like asking how the process worked and he just kind of like nodded and then walked away. And I was like, okay, like, never mind walks over you know how like right next to the starbucks there is usually like a little counter that has like creamers sugar packets stir sticks for once you get oh, your coffee yeah. he walks <laughs> over to that counter picks up the creamer bottle uncaps it looks me dead in the eyes and starts pouring it into the trash can <laughs> and i'm just staring at him literally i'm like what why are you doing that <laughs> Like he does it until it's completely empty, sets it down. He's like making eye contact with me the whole time. Grabs some sugar packets, like shoves them in his pocket, grabs a stir stick, walks over to the ATM, shoves it in the credit card thing, <laughs> like jams it in the credit card slot, looks at me again, and then just walks out. I was like, okay. What? That's it was so weird. I That's just so love, bizarre. I know. I just love the fact that this man held eye contact and just poured all the creamer straight in the trash. 
Oh my god. It's like when you mentioned earlier about the little kid where they like yeah testing you to see if they're pouring the water or not. <laughs> this was the situation. Dude, literally. Oh no. I don't know. I was like, know. all right, that's so I, weird. I hope you feel better now. I'm gonna go take out the trash. <laughs> well, I think that's all I have for jobs. That's all I have for right now for jobs. All right, Alex. So kind of going off of like what we were talking about, um, I just have like kind of a random question, but what is the most awkward thing that's ever happened to you, either like in the workplace or outside of it? Okay, maybe one that takes the cake. So when we were younger, the last time, or maybe the second last time we went to Mexico, um, there's a town, like a, a tour, like a tropical touristy, it's in the Gulf of Mexico. Mm-hmm. It's called Acapulco. And if anybody's ever been there, it's gorgeous, but it's also the number one trafficking ring. So be cautious. Anyways. Oh. So the most common way to travel in Mexico and these things is by bus because it's cheaper, it's faster. And anyways, it's just the quickest way to do things. Mm -hmm. So we traveled by bus there and then we had to travel by bus back, like those big luxury coach type of things. And so, and anytime we travel, me and my younger sister are always put together, right? Anytime planes traveling, we're always together. And so in this case, um, while in Acapulco, we all got really sick, like from drinking the ocean water, my brother deciding to drink the tap water. And if anybody knows in Mexico, you don't drink the tap water. No. It's, it's not clean. It's, de- you know, it's anyways, you don't drink the tap water. So from drinking ocean water to tap water to just an entirely like gut changes because your your body changes because of like the food and stuff anyways so oh god we were on the bus back and we were all really not feeling so great and anyway so it's a you know we were all on the way back and my sister starts to not really feel it like feel really good and she was like i don't feel really good whatever so (laughs) so she um she was just tooting tooting away and then in one of those, it became a shark toot. <laughs> on the bus? She, on the bus. And so she like, she sharded herself on the bus. No. And so she booked it to the bathroom, did, you know, did stuff. And then she comes back, she goes, dude. She goes, dude, it like got onto like her under her underwear. Like, so she had to like, change everything and unfortunately the bags run on the bus and we're in the middle of getting back to Mexico City and so she's sitting there and like thank god for like the shorts that have the lining so she just wore that for the rest of the bus ride home but get this we got stuck in traffic for six hours shut up (laughs) Alex that is my worst nightmare so (laughs) so we were on a great pace got stopped entering the city six hours stuck in traffic and we're all sick and my sister's like not doing so well so it was just a chaos so it was like in retrospect it's one of the funniest things that's ever happened but not because it did I mean it's funny because it's not it didn't happen to me (laughs) to my poor sister that seriously is my worst nightmare because like my whole family we have sensitive stomachs so like I've definitely been there where like you know you start sweating because you feel so sick and you're like somewhere you can't just leave easily 
So the thought yeah. of being stuck for six hours in traffic like makes my skin crawl. That is the worst. <laughs> it was it was rough because like I couldn't stop laughing. I was I just could not stop laughing. And she's like, shut up, Alex. This isn't funny. And I'm like, yes, it is because it didn't happen to me it happened to you and this is the same sister who i told that she could be an airbender oh my god <laughs> so this is this is like yeah so it's definitely in the history books of worst oh things that happened yeah the and then after thing, that now like... we uh and since then every time we travel anywhere we always now carry extra clothes in our bags because Smart. of these situations yeah, oh yeah, Dude. it just takes one time to learn it. The only thing I can think of is like, imagine if you were on just like a school bus and didn't have a bathroom on it. She would have been fucked. Oh my God, we would have been sitting there in sharp smell. Yep. I can't. Awful. Nope. Did she just throw out like the clothes that I got on? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. You have to, just you can't put it back everything. in your bag. Oh yeah. No, the worst part is that you couldn't throw it out on the garbage on the bus because the garbages weren't big enough. So my sister ha- held on to everything and then just like waited till we got off and threw everything away. Ew. Yeah. I bet it was hot too, that was, like on the bus. It was actually not hot. It was air conditioned. So it was like nice and cool. So everything was fine. But my sister was crying. My grandmother was trying to help her and like, made the best out of the situation but that was probably one of the most awkward thing that's ever happened not to me but to her that is so bad oh yeah do you want to hear a better one yes again same sister and um anyways so it's the same sister and my sister has like adhd add add type or like hyper tendencies to like bounce off walls all the time yeah and she has a thing where she, like, will talk to herself all the time, but, like, it's just her own mental, like, things of, a way of keeping track of things. Yeah. Or, like, to talk things out. So she talks to herself a lot. And, anywho, so she's in high school. She goes to Lakeland, which is a community college nearby us, and, like, mm-hmm. kids go there to do CCP classes and stuff like that. Yeah. And this one time, she's sitting at the library. She's minding her business, doing her homework, waiting for her next class to start. Mm-hmm. And she's, like... So she's really hyperactive. So she's like moving, fidgeting a lot, bouncing, whatever, like talking to herself too. And I guess this day she was just louder than others, or maybe there was more people than normal. Mm-hmm. And this woman came up to her and, and asked her, where was her aid? <laughs> Shut up. I'm dead serious. She calls me, she goes, Alex, this girl, this woman just came up to me asking me, where's my aid? Like, and like, I said, what did you do? And she was like, well, I told her I was fine. Like, I don't need one. And I go, you kind of like, I was like, are you okay? Like, but yeah, someone came up to her and asked her, where was her aid? Because she wouldn't sit still and she was talking to herself. Like, (laughs) that's so, oh my God so yeah that's so why would you say stuff to anyone right you would never I could not I would never go up to anyone and say that 
you can't just go up to some kid who's like fidgeting and be like where's your aid no no it's literally no. it's like asking a random person like oh when's the baby due like you don't know if they're pregnant or not like you can you can't just assume that right oh my god that You're is just like, so yeah. funny though it's funny now but in the moment my sister's calling me she's like alex this person asked me where my age was, I was like, what yeah now it's a inside family joke now because yeah. nobody else understands it but yeah, yeah that was that was pretty rough that's really bad so jess do we want to tell people what our new segment is yes um we're okay. doing a new segment every week where at the end of the episode, we are going to answer a question or address a topic that is sent in by one of our listeners. Yay. Yay. So this week I, on Instagram, we asked um, if there was a specific topic that you guys wanted to be covered or that wants to be answered or something. Just every week we'll put something out. So please DM us, let us know random stuff because we do want to you know, include everybody and make everybody feel heard because that's who we are. And so this week's sent to us, we're going to keep anonymous. So don't worry. Um, so the question this week was, I lost the question. Here it is. Any advice on how to ask somebody out on a date or how to pursue a relationship with someone? Jess, do you want to answer? Yeah. Um, so my advice will, why don't we cover, so these are different, ask out on a date or pursue a relationship. So let's start with date. Um, I highly, highly recommend talking to this person over text, call, FaceTime for at least like a week or two before, you know, like being like, hey, do you want to go grab coffee or something? As a female, I feel like we definitely like to kind of get like a more information on who that person is and what they're like because if you like even if it's if it's meeting in person if it's meeting on a dating website if you're straight up like when do you want to hang out or like do you want to go grab coffee sometime the girl's probably going to be freaked out the girl's probably going to be like "Mm, no i don't know who you are and you're probably going to murder me so like highly recommend talking to them for a little bit if it's like on a dating website talk on there for a little bit maybe get their snapchat get their phone number talk to them on those, follow each other on social media. And then once you feel like, you know, the basics are covered, then you can be like, Hey, do you want to, would you want to grab lunch sometime? And also highly recommend something in public, something that has a time limit on it. So if you're asking a girl out on a date, do not say, do you want to come over to my apartment and we can watch a movie? Blah, blah. One, that's not in public. So you're breaking the first rule. And two, there's no time limit on that which is scary going into a first date. You don't want to go into it not knowing, are we watching one movie, two movies, three movies, am I spending the night? You don't want to know that. So like, if you do something public that has a time limit, like, oh, do you want to grab a coffee and then see a movie? And then I'll drop you off. That girl knows, okay, there's my out. Like I have an out at the end of this. We're going to get coffee. We're seeing a movie and he's taking me home. So like, I just feel like it relieves a lot of the pressure, like, or just even you're doing a dinner. She knows- once you eat that dessert and pay the bill, like you're getting dropped off at the end of it. Don't like, even if you think you're having a good time on the date too, don't add more things on. Like at least personally, like I'm probably nervous going into it. And so like, I want to be able to go home at the end of it, process my thoughts about like how I think it went and just like be able to like relax about it, you know? So that would Mm -hmm. be my advice on 
the date is just get established a little bit before you ask them to hang out in person, especially if you're complete strangers and do it somewhere in public and somewhere that has some event that has a time limit. So she knows she is not stuck on that date, even if it goes great, you know, she still probably is nervous and wants a second to relax after. Um, Alex, do you want to talk about that? Add to that. Oh yeah. I was going to say the thing I'd add to it would be maybe let her pick it. If you're Mm. willing to do the date, fine. That's cool. But again, kind of let her pick it because, you know, it gives her a little more of um, peace of mind. If like, say she knows the coffee shop, she knows the people, whatever, that's better for her to be more relaxed, the better, you know, it'd be, it'd be much better conversation instead of like you picking the place, she has to meet you there. And I would say like meeting people there first, maybe not yeah. necessarily driving together, unless you're at that point where. I would feel safe driving with that person. Right. But at the beginning, I'd be like, let the girl pick it. Let the girl drive herself. That way, she has her own way, like you said, to get out and to, you know, be on her own way. And also, right. the guy doesn't know where she lives. So. Yeah. And I think. One more added security. Yeah. I think we're both two kind of addressing this is the hypothetical situation in which it's like two strangers. So like, obviously yeah. if you know the person, if you like have been friends right. forever and now you're going on a date, like obviously you can pick her up or whatever, but it's this a lot is different. just, yeah. yeah, this is if you're, um, if you're just complete strangers, but right. yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Like let her kind of take the lead on it and stuff. And I just think, yeah, I think that's part of the reason why people struggle so much on dating websites. Like I hear from a lot of like the men in my life that they'll be talking to this girl forever. They'll ask to hang out. And then all of a sudden, like the girl's not responding or she like bails on her or whatever. So I think like, you just need to realize that like, there's a lot of pressure around it. The girl's probably really nervous, doesn't know you. So like, just try to create like a safe environment. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. Um, so the second part of it was how to pursue a relationship with someone, which I mean, Honestly, I personally, I would like to be like going out on dates for at least a month before you like ask me to be your girlfriend, just because like, I don't know, I don't want to like get involved with someone I've only known for like a couple weeks or something. So like, I'd say like one to two months before like asking someone to be in a relationship with you. And like, if you're talking about how to pursue a relationship from the start, um if it's like someone you know and you know they're single like maybe just like kind of like flirt with the idea and like see how they react to it and just kind of like you know ease into it just don't don't spring anything on anyone if this is your friend you've known forever and you have feelings and want to pursue a relationship if it's a girl you just met just ease into it is the best advice I can Mm -hmm. give do not throw anything on them do not stress them out with your feelings for them if they are a friend of yours you know just you kind of just have to kind of put like put things out there and see how they react and then take that and you can kind of tell usually if the girl wants something with you as well or not so I hope that helps I hope you take our advice (laughs) cool well okay if you guys want um yeah that's all I have too if you guys want to ask a question or have a topic covered next week you can DM us on Instagram. We will probably post another story as well. If you want to respond to that, it will be completely anonymous unless you say otherwise. And yeah, we're really excited to have a little little question segment. Yay. All right. Thank you for listening on this week's podcast. Shut up and talk. All right. All right. Let's shut up and come join us next week. Okay. (laughs) 
Oh, 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 oh,